Hello, welcome in. It's the Spartan Air Podcast. I'm Tanner Lambert coming to you from the U92 studios down here in Morgantown, West Virginia. Ethan Hunter's on the other end from East Lansing, Michigan. Ethan, how are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing great, Tanner. You know, it's uh, starting to get into spring here. Had our softball and baseball season openers in the last couple of days. Um, you know, we're feeling good. I know you were at uh, you were at a baseball game yourself. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, the 4-2 lost to Hofstra earlier this week. They walked off last night against Hofstra in the bottom of the 10th, though. Uh, and I'll be on the call this weekend for a couple of the games against Xavier. So only only this next week and next weekend Big 12 play starts for us. I'm sure you're kind of in a similar boat. I think Big 10 starts conference play this weekend, though, if I'm incorrect, let me know. No, you're right. We play Purdue this weekend, so we're getting right at it in, uh, in baseball. But it was a... Uh... You know, it's just great to see the the clouds starting to move, even though it's raining right now, and and uh, you know things start to warm up. Always makes you feel better. Yeah, yeah, you're definitely right about that. Um, it's raining here as well, shockingly. It never does that here. Um, <laughs> but no, it's exciting to have baseball back, and you know, baseball is a different kind of sport, more similar to soccer, I think, where you have games multiple times a week. Uh, mm-hmm. that are home games usually. It's not like basketball in some ways where you're only playing twice a week. And for us, it would be Saturday, Monday. And, and so then it's a lot closer of a deal rather than, you know, uh, a, a weekday game and then three games consecutive on the weekend. All right. So it, it's it's an exciting time for sure. And you're, you're out there on Big Ten Plus, if I'm incorrect. Let me know. No, you're right. You can uh, find me on last uh, two days ago's broadcast of uh, – softball home opener against central michigan we got a good crowd in for that one uh not just too just like an hour down the road um oh you went down yeah. no 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 they they came here but i mean a lot of fans made the trip is what i'm saying oh okay of, okay i i was yes. confused i thought you were saying you know the stadium's an hour away or something was, no no no, no. Was like, it was a, a bit of a split stands though it was a so it was a good time it made it uh Made it fun to watch. That is cool. So that's exciting. So yeah, please tune in to Big Ten Plus uh, and, and watch Ethan do his games. You can find mine on u92themoose.com and click the Listen Live Now button uh, for the streams. Or if you're in the Morgantown area, 91.7 on your FM dial. So lots of exciting stuff for Ethan and I as far as calling games goes, doing some play-by-play. Uh, but Absolutely. We're, we're going to get into some sports discussion here. I figure we start with our beloved or whatever you want to call them, Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, <laughs> they lose four out of five on the road trip, and you uh-huh. go beat Washington, which is all right, fine. You're going to win some of these games, but come on, let's let's try not to do that. If you make overtime, let's give up a goal, you know, only walk away with one point. But, they, they you know, it's, you can't tell players to tank, so. Right. Yeah, I, I just don't know where that was, where that's been all season. Right, <laughs> the ability I have, I've had no faith in any sort of ability to come back from anything. Yeah, and then it comes out in one game against the Washington Capitals. Right, of course, because why wouldn't it? Right, and you know that's oh my god. So when you look at the standings overall, the Blue Jackets now have fifty-one points, uh, which is Huge. the lowest number in the East. Um, it's the lowest number overall, thankfully. Well, but not by much. When you go no. look at that Western Conference, the Sharks have 53, the Blackhawks have 54, the Ducks have 56. Uh, the Coyotes went on that run. They're up to 66 points, so they are pretty much out of the race to be at the bottom. 
Um, so that's that's good. So now you're competing against three other teams to stay at the bottom, and they need to do so. They've got a ton of games on the road this month, um, but they're home on Friday against the New York Islanders. We're recording this on Thursday, uh, the 23rd of March, 2023. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, there's there's about 10 games left for each of these teams. you got to lose at least 8 out of 10, I think, to be comfortable. Um, 10 no, out of 10, absolutely. I wouldn't complain. Yeah, the San Jose Sharks are down there uh, rivaling us with 53 points at the moment. Um, and they've lost their last seven games. Yeah. And I think I don't think they're going to lose their last 17 games. So you're going to get at least another win or two out of them. Um, now, if the Jackets can lose all but one i'd feel pretty good yeah i uh, you know there's no point i'm not i'm not going to go to another game for the rest of the season um <laughs> i don't need to see him win you know i stopped watching a couple weeks ago to be honest oh you with stopped you, watching <laughs> it's getting it's gotten real rough tanner I, I, there's better things on you know well i mean i guess i uh i i tuned into the game in vegas cuz they mm-hmm. said line a was playing center wanted to see how that went you know, mm-hmm. it's not just about face-offs. I really don't even care about face-offs, but he won like 3 of 20. Um, <laughs> but then against Washington, he was over 50% at the dot. So it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we did find a center. He had a couple points that night. And, hey, Patrick Laine, the, f- the facilitator, I guess, right? Uh, but, I guess so. I mean, it, it wouldn't be a bad thing if he was good at center. Uh, the Jackets have needed a center for a long time, uh, mm-hmm. like a extremely long time. They thought they had one in Pierre-Luc Dubois. Uh, then that didn't work. Uh, and so, you know, now they're like, okay, kind of radar, let's go. Um, and you know, that is what it is. Uh, the, you know, I would have to say that would be the best center that we could pick up. I, 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 I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Some of the other news in the NHL this week is the fact that their new Jersey deal is going to be with fanatics. Mm. I will not be buying a Jersey for a long time. It sounds like, <laughs> yeah, I agree with you there. Um, you know the they're the just Adidas terrible. Was fun, and I, I thought that it was going to be Nike, and that was exciting. I think you know, like a, a, about a year ago, I think there was some speculation that it would be Nike, and everybody was getting excited because that would be pretty cool. But Fanatics, I didn't even know that they made. I mean, I have one Fanatics. I bought a, a Vegas Golden Knights shirt um, when they first became a team in 2018. 2017 whenever that was and uh it quickly turned from gold to green uh, right yeah <laughs> so i the uh the, the i'm sure that the jerseys won't do that but i mean hey maybe we'll get jerseys that aren't 250 dollars you know maybe i i, I highly doubt lining. that i highly doubt that they're gonna still mark it up um mm-hmm. and that's unfortunate yeah no i agree if you're gonna say they're gonna mark it up you know 30 40 percent and make them 75 dollars i would go with that but you know that's not going to be the case which right. is just very frustrating and, and you're right you know the quality of their other products is just horrible as well in my opinion the the shirts constantly shrink i think um even if you don't dry them you know the lettering falls off yeah. and, and you see all these people on twitter right now just putting out, oh, I look at what I ordered from Fanatics. One of the best ones I saw was a Tampa Bay Lightning quarter zip. And then, you know, the logo is just going to be on the left, like, peck area, right? Uh-huh. But then across the chest, it also said Toronto. <laughs> Which is just like, I mean, you know, like, come on, man. 
Come on. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm sure the jerseys won't be bad like that, but I... I don't know. I've seen a lot of... I mean, they're not going to get better. No, Fanatics has offered, like, a breakaway jersey for a while, and I've seen people tweet theirs out. There are people who have bought Jack Hughes jerseys, number 86, uh-huh. And then it's got Nico Hisher's 13 on the sides. Um, you know, just things like that. It's like, okay. Like, I get sometimes there might be a mistake. And I'm not saying Fanatics is the only brand that does that. But it seems more often than not, people are unhappy with their Fanatics branded stuff. Uh, right. And, and so that, that, that to me is just unfortunate. I would have rather had them sign with somebody else. And, you know, Nike would have been what it is. I, I think the problem with Nike would be that they do so much other stuff that the NHL wouldn't be a priority, mm-hmm. right? And so then I right. was kind of going along the track of, why don't you just sign with a hockey brand? You know, go right. back to CCM, yeah. go go do one of those things where mm-hmm. hockey is already the focus there, and then you give them the NHL, and that will be their true focus. And I think right. that would have been a good idea, uh, but maybe the money wasn't there up front. And, and so, you know, the NHL, again, I think makes another mistake, which is what we're accustomed to. And why yeah, I think that Gary Bettman is the worst uh, commissioner uh, of the Big Four. Wow, really? There's some bad ones. I don't. <laughs> I mean, it, it's between him and Manfred for sure. Um, and they both love to do the blackouts. Um, they both love to, you know, alienate fans. Yes. Um, but Rob Manfred hasn't kept a team that plays hockey in Arizona playing in a 5,000 seat <laughs> arena. Uh, Manfred has also not let the league own that team. Wow, it's constantly the same team. Um, and, and Manfred, you know, he, he does things that are incorrect, I think, but baseball is still going to be baseball at the end of the day, I think, for the most part, where you're losing fans at this point, but some of them are coming back because you do these things like the World Baseball Classic. You know, Gary Bettman doesn't let these guys go to the Olympics, doesn't let these guys do these things. You know, Conor McDavid mm-hmm. was talking about it this week. Why can't we play best on best Yeah, you're right. in, in a country yeah. setting? And it's all because Bettman says no. And, yeah. and I think it's extremely frustrating. Yeah, um, that is tough. And, you know, a lot of commissioners get a lot of hate. But I feel like he flies under the radar just because. It's the know, NHL, and that's his fault, right. too, at the same time. man, <laughs> He hasn't grown the game at all. You're right. You're right. Um. And, and it's the just, game is one thing that it needs. So. Right. It, 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 it's definitely something that he gets booed when he walks out to hand out the Stanley Cup, like the one time you see him a year. <laughs> I mean, you know, but that, that is what it is, I guess. It's just no, frustrating to me. Um, All right. Well, here, before we've been, uh, we've been dogging on the NHL in various ways for the last uh, few minutes. Who, I'd just like to know, who's your, who's your pick right now? To well, win it all. You know it's going to be Tampa. Come on. It's Tampa. You can't not pick Tampa till they lose. Um, and Stop it, asking you this question. Yeah, I mean, Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the world. They turn it on somehow in the playoffs, and they're going to play good. They don't need to be the one seed. They haven't been the one seed the last couple of seasons, and they made the cup final every year, three straight cup finals. And it comes after a year in which they've won the President's Trophy. And then, yeah, they got swept by the Jackets. It was awesome um, and, and whatever. But, you know, right. Tampa went, wound up winning two out of three the next three. We'll see what they can do this year. They add, you know, Tanner Janot at the deadline. Uh, and, and they keep the roster in place for the most part before the season. Now they've just got to get healthy, get geared up, and go play some long playoff games. I, I do not think – that it would be the worst thing if they lost early and actually had an off season to rest and recuperate and come back next year even stronger. However, 
you know, you've got some contract things that are going to be coming up, and, and so this might be one final push with this core. So then you're like, all right, let's go get it done, right? Because the, the new core is already there. It's not going to be Hedman, Stamkos, and Kucherov forever. You're now looking at, you know, Point and Sergachev uh, and, and guys like Ross Colton potentially or something mm-hmm. along those lines. So, you know, for me, when you have a core that's six guys big, not many teams can say they have that. And so they're going to have to go do something with it, I think. And like I said, you know, they, they haven't lost yet, so it's hard to pick against them. Uh, I think Boston's a bit fraudulent. You know, there's something to say about being great in the regular season but not being able to do the same thing in the playoffs. I could be mm-hmm. wrong, but I don't really put much faith into them, to be completely honest with you. Um, just because... You know, I think by the looks of it right now, uh, they're going to play Tampa in the first round. Mm. I, well, no, that wouldn't be right. Hold on. Sorry. I apologize. Um, when you look at the points, let's see. Pittsburgh has 80. So they are out uh, beating the Panthers right now. Um, so I think they'd actually play the Pens in the first round. And I don't know. The Penguins' goaltending is not great, and their core is old. So you get through the first round, so then you play the other team from the Atlantic, which I would assume would be the Lightning at that point, not Toronto. We know Toronto is not going to win a round. So I, I just think it's hard to pick against Tampa um, in the East. Out West, it's a it's a crapshoot, man. Nobody's good out West for real. Yeah, I would. Uh, yeah, I, I like the Knights personally, but. You know. Yeah, no, they they've played well, and Jack Eichel's good, but the West is just so bad. Like the Jackets have a winning record against the West. I don't know if you're aware of that. But I did not know that. That actually. should tell you how bad the West is. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, it's definitely the East's year to lose, um, especially with Boston having a historic season. I do think that it would be very hard to, um, it would be very hard. To win the cup after having a historic season like this, you know, with the most points, whatever. Um, yeah, but Tampa did that and got swept. Exactly. So that, that's that's why I'm thinking it's going to be hard for them to make it run all the way to the all the way to the you know championship. You know, we've seen some some NFL teams that have had you know one lost seasons and haven't been able to get it done, or no lost seasons and haven't been able to get it done in the playoffs. That 73 um, and nine Warriors team didn't win the title. Yeah, exactly. So. I don't know. I don't know if I like the Lightning, though. Um, and you can't pick Toronto, so. <laughs> For now, we'll go with the Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah, the Hurricanes because... are good. Uh, they're going to win the East, I think. Although the Devils are right there. Or the Metro, rather. But the Devils are right there with them. And mm-hmm. the Rangers have been really good. But, you know, you, you you mentioned the West. Well, when you go look at the top of the West, uh, let me make sure. I don't want to say it wrong. So the the Stars have 90 points. They're leading so the, the Central. So do the Wild. So do the Wild, yep. Um, those, those are wild card teams in the East with that amount yeah. of points. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it just – somebody's going to win the West. but and, and, hell, they could go win the Cup. But I'm just, the, the, the West this year has just not been as good. And, and right. so for me to pick a team out of the West, I, I guess you could argue that it would be an easier path to the Cup. They only have to play mm-hmm. one true good team. And, and so in that aspect, I, I, I could understand what you're saying. But – for me, I, I I would guess that it's not going to be a team out of the West. And the Rangers are getting a lot of love, but I, I don't think they can go win it either. Yeah, they, they, I agree. You know, they got Kane and Tarasenko at the deadline, which is huge to have those guys on your team, along with Panarin and, you know, Chris Kreider and all these guys. But I don't know. They're not playing great hockey. Uh, I mean, they, 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 they're playing a lot of good offense. A couple shutouts in a row. 
it's just hard. The playoffs are different. You know that. You don't win games in the playoffs 7 nothing. It doesn't happen. And so right. can this high-flying team play defense and grind uh, when they're not playing, you know, teams at the bottom? And mm-hmm. so, you know, Nashville is a team they shut out last week on their backup goaltender Nashville was and that sort of thing. So, like, you know, you can't I, – I don't – I just don't take that much stock out of that. I, I, I don't think right. you can. And so that's kind of where I am on that. Um, but No, it's a grind. Yeah, it's a grind. It, it definitely is. The playoffs are different. That's why that Jackets team was able to beat that Tampa team. Um, right. And, and things like that. It, it's getting that grindy goal in the third period when it's a 2-2 game and winning it 3-2, right? It, it mm. doesn't happen – often where you see a 5-1 game in the playoff. It's just not common because right. that's not how the playoffs are. Playoff hockey is so different. That's why I think it's the best in the world as far as you know a postseason goes. Every single shift matters that much. You cannot right. be the shift that gives up a goal. And so, you know, people love March Madness. I do too. It's been great. But I, I will sit there and watch every single playoff hockey game. I, I don't care. Like – the the with the addition of ESPN, I think it will be incredible um, if people turn on playoff hockey and see these crowds at these games. I have never been at anything like when the Jackets swept the Lightning. The amount of right. noise in that building, Ethan. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not a Cleveland guy. You know that. Yeah. I saw the debut of Baker Mayfield when he beat the Jets. Mm-hmm. That had nothing on the sweep. It had nothing. I and. You know, that's 70,000 people versus 20,000 in a standing right. room only crowd. I mean, it's a different circumstance, though. That was a well, Thursday night football well, game. The first win in three years in Cleveland. Right. They, they opened beer fridges in Cleveland. It took us an hour and a half to go the quarter mile to get on the freeway because there was just 80,000 people in the street hugging and crying. I saw a right. woman dig up flowers with her bare arms to go plant them in her front yard from outside the stadium because they were winning flowers. I know I've told this story before, but it's the truth. In, in playoff hockey, you know, it, it's not like other sports where the fans are standing the entire game and every shift matters, every penalty matters, all of these things matter. And it is just so fun to watch. You know, you go back a couple years ago when Winnipeg went on that deep run to the Western Conference Final and the Winnipeg Whiteout, and they wore white at home every game, and the fans wore white at home. And they, mm-hmm. you know, Columbus hasn't been good enough to do it, but you watch and you see these watch parties where there's more people outside the stadium watching it on these big screens than there are inside the stadium. And, and that right. just doesn't happen with these other sports, and it's incredible well, to me. Well, hockey's still a very niche sport. Yeah, I think so. very niche. But, you know, no, I think it, compared to the other ones, it definitely is. Yeah, compared to compared to the other main four, um, five, if you count the MLS, which is also a very niche sport. But um, but you have so many people in the stadiums for all the other ones. And then, you know, in hockey, you can't fit as many. I mean, maybe basketball, you can't fit a lot either. But the NBA is, you know, declining in diehard fanship, um, I think. Yeah, the NBA's got a problem. Um, but I, I agree with you, hockey – the there's nothing like that atmosphere um but i just think it's because you know it's so concentrated the fans that do love it love it so much because you know it's not a widespread thing and you know when you can only fit like twenty thousand in the stadium there's going to be a lot outside of the stadium too whereas you know football it's all open too so you know that the sound escapes there you know there's nowhere for sound escape and to escape yeah, no, that, that, that's, or anything. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I watched Nationwide Arena explode this weekend. Right. And neither of the teams were even from anywhere close to Ohio. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. And 
that is something, you know, playing indoors versus outdoors. But I, I just think, you know, the excitement that you can get from playoff hockey is incredible. And the guys on the ice show that, too. I mean, every goal, you're jumping against the boards going crazy because you know it's just right. one more getting closer. It's the hardest right. championship to win. And, yeah. and so I, I just think it's incredible. And I think this year it's actually on TNT, but – the idea that it's going to be, you know, on mainstream stuff rather than on NBC Sports where you don't really see it, uh, right. I think is very important. Um, and, and you're going to see ESPN cover it. And, you know, I have my gripes with them, but it matters. And, and so, you know, I think that their coverage of sports when they cover sports is good and, and their game production is pretty much unbeatable. Um, and, and so in that aspect, I think it'll be good. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, one other thing I wanted to mention uh, is I think we should thank Mr. John Bucigras. He has no idea who we are, but uh, he is leading the Bedard to Columbus train. Uh, <clears throat> Bucci wants to see Bedard in Columbus. He's one of the only national media guys who gives Columbus any respect outside of uh, old Paul Bissonette. Um, but, no, he tweets about it almost every day, and it's just uh, you know nice to see, I would say. <laughs> Because you don't, you don't ever see it. Oh, Columbus no. is in Chicago. They don't deserve the Bedard. Chicago, you got, you got Taze and Kane in, in like back-to-back years. We've never right. had anything. Right. Yeah. Come on. I mean, I mean, who's the last player that that was drafted by Columbus that turned out to be a superstar for Columbus? Uh, yeah. Well, Rick Nash was, and they had to trade right. up to get him because they didn't want to let Columbus win the lottery. Um, right. So you know, there's that. Still the only banner hanging up there in Columbus. No yeah, Stanley and he only Cup. played eight years, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's just brutal, but it is what it is, I guess. Uh, and the 61 will never be born again, which is awesome. Um, and that was yeah. a crazy night, too. I was there for that, and that was awesome. I drove all the way up just for that one night because right. I didn't want to miss that. Because, you know, we're probably not going to see one of those again for a long time. They, I, I hear, not. I hear goalie Bob's going to get hung up. <sighs> He he did win two Vesnias. Yeah, but outside of that, but we uh, didn't. Columbus didn't win anything. Yeah, right. So I mean, uh, you know, he was a good player uh, unless the playoffs were happening. Um, <laughs> God, you want to talk about getting me mad? Talk about goalie Bob in the playoffs. One of my buddies, I will say this: uh, the old sports director here, old Ben Mackey. He's a big Penguins guy, and every time the Jackets play the Pens, he goes. Bob shouldn't have let that goal in. And even if it's not Bob, you know, he just calls him Bob because it's funny. Right. You know, up goalie Bob, Swiss cheese, man. <laughs> he said the pen should hang his jersey up in their rafters because he won two cups. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you know. All right. You want to get into this March Madness you want to talk about last week? And let's do it, I think. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, maybe a little bit more poignant than hockey at this point. Just right now. Yeah, just no, right that's, now. that's definitely true. But, um, yeah, so I was able to go down to Columbus to cover Michigan State and everybody else. It was an incredible time. Um, I mean, we could have ended up matched up if they would have put West Virginia there. You know how? I know. I mean, buddy, I'd have been on the SSR standing next to you looking at you. (laughs) No, that would have been been a great time. I mean, yeah, if we... You're right. If that was the eight, if you were the if West Virginia was the eight nine in the in the East, it would have been you would have been right there with us, and you would have gotten to beat FDU too. But um, <laughs> and then we'd both be going to New York together. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately, though, the you know circumstances that may be, we're not traveling to New York. However, if 
we do make if Michigan State does make the Final Four, we are finding a way at the Spartan Sports Report, and we're getting there. You're driving to Houston, baby. Get him a bus. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, the drive is going to be rough, but at least we don't have to pay for the tickets. You'd be serious? So, you'd drive to Houston? I don't know. I mean, the flights are going. The flights to New York from Detroit are already insane because everybody's going. You know. Well, that wouldn't be that bad a drive. No, and. Yeah, I mean, if they win this one, we're considering we're considering a road trip for just, the Elite Eight. Just for the Elite Eight, even. Yeah, I, I would say yeah. do it. That's that's my opinion. Well, we're trying. Just um, go. Like, what are, what are they going to stop you, Ethan? I mean, I would just no. go. All right, come no, on. No, I mean, they can't stop you. Well, it's not that. That's not the problem. It's the the journey is hard and long and treacherous, and the yeah. money is very expensive. So. Oh no, I I, I I get that idea. I get that idea. Anyways. We go in, you know, on Thursday, Friday, on Friday, Michigan State defeats USC 72-62. to Guard play absolutely shuts down Boogie Ellis. That's what Michigan State has been good at all year um, is the guard play. You know, no true big on USC. Um, Morgan had some good shots um, that they didn't know that he could hit for USC. He's like 6'10 or something, but um, nonetheless – Easy dub. Michigan State goes on to face Marquette and beats them too. Once again, no big man, um, no true big man on Marquette. Rely on their guard play. AJ Hogard, Tyson Walker, Jaden Akins absolutely shuts down. You know the guards, especially Tyler Kolick, um, I believe is his name from Marquette. Marquette is a team of all starting five sophomores. Um, and, you know, Shaka Smart just won one of the coaches' uh, awards for the season. So they'll be back. Um, and I have no uh, I have no doubts about that because, you know, they've got a young team and they've got a really good team. Now uh, Michigan State goes on to face Kansas State, who once again, not a huge uh, big man team at all. Um, they don't have like a true – a true um, – Big man, I don't think. I'm trying to look at their heights, but I I know that they're mostly uh mostly a guard team once again. Um Oh, for K State, I can talk to yeah. you about K State. I mean they're Yeah, they're, go go for it. They're they're a damn good team, buddy. I think you're gonna have a good game on your hands, but uh Noel is one of the best players I've ever seen in person. That guy mm-hmm. five foot eight and right. he can hit it from the parking lot. Um w- when they were here uh, in West Virginia on West Virginia Senior Day, the last game of the regular season. Noel hit three straight threes, I want to say, right towards the end of the game. All of them were from at least five feet behind the uh, three-point line. And wow. he put he put K-State right back in the game. He, he's just that kind of scorer where he can just, you know, create on his own, right? And, and then uh, it, it's just a problem. Um, <clears throat> and... and it's something that's definitely a good problem to have if you're K-State, uh, but but could be bad for the other teams that they're facing. Um, right. And, and, you know, they, they got the kid from Florida as well, Keontae Johnson, 6'6", 230, and yeah. he can create as well. You know, he shoots 51.8% from the floor. Uh, and right. that's 6'6", that's pretty good. And a lot of those, I promise, are not just around the rim, right? And he's 43% from three. At 6'6", six, six. that's definitely a matchup issue for a lot of teams, but that's somebody you could probably see Joey Hauser on, right? And, yeah. And, and so that would be a great matchup, in my opinion. Uh, West Virginia did get him here 89-81, um, and, and so that, that, was, that was nice. Uh, 
All right, but they're doing this thing in the locker room where they're clapping and listen to Little Baby. I think that only fares well for Michigan State. Oh, yeah? Um, you think if I'm so? being honest with you, yeah. Huh. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding about. I I, I don't know who that is, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, I I had a feeling you wouldn't. <laughs> um, that's why you got me on here. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, West Virginia seems to be in the last five games the only team that's been able to shut down Naquan Tomlin. Um, yeah, who's their biggest guy at six ten? Yeah, um, yeah. The biggest guy that plays at six ten. Um, and you know, Michigan State, we have some troubles at the big man, but Madi Sissoko has been. Very good so far in this tournament. Um, Jackson Kohler will come in for one fadeaway, one Dirk fadeaway, and uh, Carson Cooper can come in for some minutes as well. He got the crowd riled up, all excited. So I like. I, I'm. I said that I was fifty-fifty on the Marquette game, which you know Marquette obviously favored to win. Michigan State is favored to win in this one, um, the line at least, and. Yeah, no, but, and they're favored but, on but the BPI, but I think sixty percent. It is, and I think, but I think like sixty percent of something of money is on Kansas State as the underdog. So I still, I, I don't know. I'm still fifty-fifty about this. I don't. I'm not confident. I wasn't confident about uh, Marquette, but I really didn't think anything about Marquette, uh, the Marquette game, because you know whatever happens happens at this point. I was just happy to be there. Um, yeah. But speaking of speaking of being happy to be there, getting to see. Purdue be a fraud in March Madness once again. Seeing Zach Eady in that press conference, I was like, you know, ten feet from him or something, twenty feet from. So him. So he could have laid down and touched you <laughs> from ten <laughs> probably, feet away. Probably if he wanted to. Um, no, about about thirty feet probably, but nonetheless, I was in the room um, and seeing them. I was sad after their loss was, uh, and seeing FDU, you know, Fairleigh Dickinson, you get $2 million for your conference. If you win a March Madness game, they just, I think they just doubled their budget, the conference's budget for yeah, probably. Uh, the year. So it's huge. And that was great to see nationwide arena absolutely turn for them, even though I think there were more Purdue fans in there at that point than any other fans. Cause not a lot of Memphis and FAU, uh, and, you know, basically no Fairleigh Dickinson. Although we did go down to the court to watch the end of the game, and we were right in the Fairleigh Dickinson section, which did exist. And, you know, they were excited. They were hugging. The Dayton band was blasting. Yeah, that was song. really cool. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, it was just that's just what March Madness is all about. No, I, I, I completely agree with you. And I did want to ask you, you know, outside of basketball, Mm-hmm. To go there and be a member of the media at the Schweid, a place that you and I have been many times to right. watch a hockey game. I mean, how cool was that? It was incredible. I mean, I, it had to I have walked been. in and I was like chills when I walked in because we walked in on the court level. We walked yeah. in and I saw the court there and I was like, and I said, honestly, I think I might like this place more for basketball just because of how great the weekend was and how much. How well, yeah, <laughs> I, I think that speaks to how well that arena was designed. Yeah, and, no, it, it could work for anything. Yeah, and, and I'm not trying to be a homer when I say it. I've been to a lot of different NHL barns and a lot of different indoor arenas, and it's tough to beat nationwide. It really yeah. is. Um, you know, I think Tampa's pretty good, but, like, you know, I go out east. I go to Washington. Capital One Arena hosts a lot of events. I think it's horrible. Uh, I, I know that last year uh, there were uh, games at PPG Paints Arena in Pittsburgh uh, during March Madness. I don't yeah. think that place is great. It's a very vertical kind of arena where you're mm-hmm. right on top of it, which is kind of good for hockey, I guess. But outside of that, it, it's not. And 
Nationwide Arena was designed specifically for hockey in mind, but it was also designed to host events like this. And there's a reason that every year there's either the men's games there, there's women's games there, or Mm -hmm. volleyball is there. Right? The Volleyball National Championship has been in Columbus before. And and so there's a reason for it, and I think it speaks to how well that place is. And I'm just so happy for you. You got a chance to go to a place we've been, you know, countless times uh, and go there for for your job and be able to – Walk around in in places that we we've not been able to walk around before and see a different side of it. That had to have been just awesome, man. No, it was it was great, and you know, watching basketball and seeing, like I said, Rick Nash's number up there. <laughs> like, come special. on, no, you can't even it say that, special. dude. That is it's, uh, just incredible. It was you know, special. just incredible. And, you know, especially winning both games and getting to walk out of there, getting to see them be champions on that court. Yeah, um, that's know, not awesome. Champions yet, job that, not yeah. done job not finished but yeah. um you know just seeing them win the weekend get to new york and you know the elation that's on their face that was on the team's faces especially after you know a tough season um a season where i don't know the big 10 was a hard fought in any team i thought could make it out of there because of just how close everything was and how much you know everybody beat each other up all season and michigan state's the last one in the tournament of the big 10 you know who would have thought that Probably uh, not me, many voices no, outside of East Lansing. I would have said that, too. You're the only team that finds success in the postseason. Um, I always bet on Izzo. Come on. That's why they named this month after him. It, it's no joke. The Big Ten's a joke in the postseason outside of Michigan State. And it's still been 23 years since the national title in that league, and it was you guys in double O. Um, are there yep. many of those shirts? Do you have, like, a 2000 national champion shirt? Because I feel like that's something I would try to find. Um. You see a lot of old, older fans, uh, a lot of old guys that, you know, you walk up to them. I interviewed a few on the concourse that were like, yeah, I've been to every Final Four. Um, they're not Southern. I don't know why. I that <laughs> um, but, you know, like, yeah, I've been to every Final Four. They're wearing the 2000 Champions hat or like, a, you know, 2000 and, you know, whatever. It matters. It's awesome. Final Four hat. Yeah. There's a lot of guys like that that have been to all of them and still wear those shirts. There's some people that, yeah, still have the Champions shirts. Um, I just met on campus. From, like, yeah. you know. There's a lot of uh, 2019 Final Four shirts. Yeah, you know, 2000s a little bit removed at this. Yeah, point. I guess, there's not I guess a lot that's of, right There's there. not a lot of. There's like some homage shirts, you know. That well, have yeah, been yeah. That yeah. have been recreated. But Do you have one of those? I'd probably get one of those. You know, no, but, I don't have anything. I was trying to think. I don't have anything that says 2000 National Champions. I have a hockey shirt that has 2007 National Champions on it. Um, that's people definitely, like to forget that. That's something that I, 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 you know, I have the Bob Huggins Hall of Fame shirt. And sometimes I wear that under the quarter zip and mm-hmm. just have that on with you at all times. You know what I mean? Kind of deal. Right. Um, all right. Let's pick these games and then we're going to move on. Are you okay with that? Absolutely. I, I'll give them to you. I have the bracket pulled up. Yeah. Uh, so we'll start I... in the south. Alabama's playing at home against San Diego State. I think Alabama's going to roll. Yeah, I agree. You know, despite all of the off-the-court issues, Yeah. I think I don't think Alabama can win because of – that but they've also been able to put that behind them although you know nick saban did have some interest oh comments. dude that was that was fantastic i <laughs> don't know, i don't know another school where that stuff that happens right well there was i don't remember who it was oh no i do it was kentucky this past off season oh right, calipari right. going over there uh at all uh oh god who's the kentucky coach i know it i it's stoops kid it's uh mark stoops right and, and yeah they were they were fighting and that was funny but yeah uh I, I don't imagine that uh, Nate Oates is going to go back at Saban. Uh, he's not going to win that fight. 
I, I did see someone say, you know, I think Saban's doing that not only to talk to his players, but to remind people that Alabama football is more important than Alabama basketball. Don't don't get ahead of yourself. Right. We, we'd like another national title here on campus, but uh, they're not going to be bigger than me. Okay. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, that was definitely that was definitely funny. Uh, there's it no was. such thing as wrong place, wrong time. According to Coach Saban, that's right. a direct shot at the uh, basketball. Oh, player. it was, they're, they're, it was, and you know, he's—I think that's the Alabama standard that he himself has created. Right? Yeah. No, he's saying that, but he's also saying that right to his players. Right? This is a guy who doesn't say anything without it going back to his players, and, right. and so he makes sure he knows what he's saying at all times. It seems. So right. we both think we're all tied. Okay. Uh, yeah. that, that'll be great for our old buddy Carter Padella. Uh, he's been having fun with this. I was hoping that West Virginia got to play him and knock him out, uh, but they did not. Um, all right, so then you got Creighton and Princeton, a 6-15 matchup. I don't think many people had that in the Sweet 16. And Princeton rolled over Missouri, man, and they've been playing pretty good. Um, they did. And so, I mean, I don't think I'm going to pick them over Creighton, but I wouldn't be as surprised to see him make the Elite Eight. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, I will, that's going to be a fun one to watch. I don't know. Is that one? I think that one's to today no it's on the it's tomorrow at 10 or 9 rather nine all right yeah tomorrow i don't Um, think there's any games today we'll see no there is Is half of them half of them are half so all right i'm looking at the top of the bracket okay michigan yeah it's all the bottom michigan state plays today okay um 515 on cbs well Um, i'll be tuning into that one i don't have baseball yeah i i've got creighton too um okay i you know i princeton they've been a shocker and it's been good you know we we got a friend that goes to Princeton. I don't know if you know him or not. He went to Orange, but uh, I'm happy for him. Yeah, uh, I I did love the video, of, like the Princeton library going crazy. <laughs> yeah, that was fantastic. And then yeah, uh, I forget the kid's name from Princeton, but uh, <laughs> somebody tweeted out, uh, "Missouri, you just lost to this guy." And it was his LinkedIn profile, and it was like money manager or something, you know, financial <laughs> analyst. And he's like the starting guard. He had like 23 or something in that yeah. game against Missouri. Uh, and they did knock off Arizona in the first round, 59-55, which was fun to see. Uh, I'm going to stay at the top of the bracket. My Miami Hurricanes, come on, baby, let's go. Jim Laranega, they're going to take out Houston tomorrow night, I think. Mm. Very interesting. Houston didn't play great against Auburn for a stretch, and they struggled against Northern Kentucky, too. Yeah. Um, Jim Nance will not be happy if his Houston Cougars lose. No, he will not. I like. Uh, I did not think that Houston – was going to make it very far either. I had Indiana knocking them off here, I believe. Um, I think I'm still going to pick them against Miami, but I don't think that they're going to make it as far as most people think. Yeah, I don't think they're a national title winner at all. No. Uh, but, no, I'll take, I'll take the Canes. Come on. Isaiah Wong, Nigel Pack, Jim Laranega, <laughs> let's go. All right. Uh, Miami right. had a hell of a week. They did. They knocked Men's up Indiana wins. twice, baby. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, those poor see. souls in Bloomington. I don't feel bad at all. Um, I, I don't like Indiana. I don't know why. I just don't. I, I don't feel bad for them <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, the, the, I don't know if you watched the women's game. I don't know how big you are on women's basketball. I am. I, I watched the end of it, yeah. I saw like the last 10 minutes or so. It was a good t- It was a good fourth quarter, man. Back and it forth. Was. People say women's basketball ain't good. Go watch that game and tell me it's not good. All right, let, let's all calm right. down. It, it's great. It's fantastic. No, I'm, I'm 100% with you. It, and that was an awesome game. Uh, two ones out early in the women's bracket. You never see that, and it's going to be an exciting bracket down the way. No, it's the second time that's ever happened. Yeah, after this, we will have to talk about women's basketball because there's been a lot of news here this week on that front. Uh, we'll get into yes, that in a second. Um, 
Xavier and Texas. I'm going to go with the Longhorns, although I'd love to see Xavier beat them because that would mean I most likely win the bracket challenge I'm in um, with these guys, and that'd be two years in a row I win it. I'm the only one that has Bama. Everybody else that's left has Texas, so I'm hoping on Texas's downfall. Rodney Terry has definitely earned that coaching job. I, I hope that they hire him uh, down there. Um, yeah, I agree. And, and Texas has been good, but they struggled against a, a good Penn State team. Like, let's yeah, not Penn discount State that. Penn State's that, a good team. Oh, um, yeah, a Penn State team that made a run in the Big Ten tournament, um, which kind of helped propel them into – being in the tournament they're kind of in the yeah they were last four in kind of deal last four in last four out um you know them in wisconsin were kind of yeah um down there but penn state made that run and really cemented themselves and then you know they beat texas a&m by 15 um yeah and i just a great team uh no bigs on that team either just you know a scary team to play to match up against texas beats them by five I, I I like Xavier's been playing well. Um, you know, they did almost get beat by Kennesaw State, but they'd go back and beat Pitt by 12. Um, that's a tough one to pick. Um, just because you picked Texas, I'll pick Xavier. Okay. Um, but that's, I, that's a toss-up for me. That's a toss-up for me. All right, down here in the West, you've got Arkansas and UConn. That is tonight on CBS at 7.15. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go with the Razorbacks. Uh, Eric Musselman... Uh, he's got something going. I don't know if he's going to coach shirtless tonight or not, but we'll see. Um, we'll pick Suey. Let's go. I'm going with John Daly riding with the backs. I agree. Not for the John Daly reason, but I agree. You love him Arkansas. too. Quiet down. I agree with Arkansas. Uh, uh, not. He's all right. <laughs> not, I, I don't love him. <laughs> There's some some things I don't agree with, but it's funny to watch him smoke a cigarette. I'll tell you that. Um, I got to go with Arkansas on this one. Um, as well. I like what they're doing, too. Um, and, yeah, two hard-fought games against Illinois and Kansas, and I like that. But my true winner of the West, UCLA, is going to roll over Gonzaga. Oh, I completely agree with that, 100%. Uh, Gonzaga escapes TCU. Uh, I had UCLA. Um, I believe I have UCLA in the finals. So, um, well, I had KU. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I had. It makes no sense why they're KU, but that's fine. <laughs> They're the University of Kansas, but they're called KU. So, you know. Never thought about that. Well, it, it goes back to the old Big 12. So it was them, oh, Colorado, Nebraska, you know, all these teams. And right. um, it was Kansas and Oklahoma, who are both the University of Oklahoma and University of Kansas, that are both OU and KU to match all of the other schools at that time. Uh, and that's the only reason. But it would be weird, you know, if that wouldn't have happened and we'd have two UKs who are awesome in the University of Kentucky and the University of Kansas. Uh, right. So it's almost better that they are KU. Um, but, you know, is what it is. So right. I, I was shocked to see Arkansas. I'll beat them right there by one point. But now I'm going to ride with the Razorbacks. They're hot. Uh, let's go. And then, yeah, I, I do have UCLA rolling Gonzaga. Uh, Fowl and Tennessee, FAU, baby. Um, I don't I, – I, I think Tennessee's going to get them. Yeah, I agree. Um, FAU did not look good against FDU until like the last three minutes. Yeah. Um, and they was a tight game against Memphis that I did not stay for. That was the last game in Columbus. And after that FDU-Purdue win, I was like, wow, time to go to bed. So um, Did you stay at a hotel or you go home? I went home. Yeah, beautiful. Um, did did uh, Mama make you a big old steak? 
She did not. She did make some a beautiful pancake breakfast the next morning. Though. Beautiful. I was. I don't think I was home for dinner at any point in the, yeah, fair in the week. How how was but, the food um, at Nationwide? Um, it was good. We got a food voucher for the concessions, and I got my Skyline Coney dogs. Sin. Um, Sin. Oh, don't even start. Stop it. Nobody up here even knows. And then I bring them down there, and they're like, wow, this is great. I know. Yeah, like, I'll, I'll take them to White Castle. We'll There's show them some real stuff. Cinnamon. Um, well, okay. And Nationwide, you got Diet Mountain Dew, didn't you? Um, they, did, they didn't have, like, a media press room where you could go eat for free? No. Well, well, yeah, we did. Um, there was a media buffet with some sandwiches that were good. Um, but, no, there's just uh, no Coke, free Diet drink? Coke, and... No, don't... Coke, Diet Coke, and Sprite. And That's cans, shocking. So well, you had to pour it in. You had to pour it into your NCAA cup. Right. Go so, so that's store. why it would have been Coke products. But Nationwide is a Pepsi place. Right. No, and it, it is weird because there's Pepsi in the stands, but every or I mean Pepsi products in the concession stands, but Coke for all the NCAA regulated right, stuff. Right. Because like Coke sponsors room. that. That's wild. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, interesting. But we nothing a, could be outside. Nothing can be yeah. outside if you're on the media, if you're not in an NCAA cup. That's NCAA crazy. Cup, so I, uh, we, we didn't even talk about it. I went to Kansas City for the Big 12 tournament. Mm-hmm. And the T-Mobile Arena or Center, I think it's T-Mobile Center, because the Vegas Golden Knights play at the T-Mobile Arena. I think that's mm-hmm. right. Tell me what they were sponsored by. I don't know. RC Cola? Yes! Really? Yes, I was drinking diet right for four days, Ethan. <laughs> I, 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 I was trying to think of what could possibly be surprising, and the only thing I could think of was diet. Dude, it <laughs> was diet Cola. right in RC Cola, baby, and wow. Sunkissed. It was insane. I felt like I was <laughs> at a Browns game. <laughs> Just that's hilarious. Oh God, have mercy, man. Oh my God, diet right. I got real sick of that real quick. We got back to the airport, and I was finally able to get a diet coke in my system, and I felt a hundred times better. Yeah, I had enough soda this weekend to just, I'm water only for a few days. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, All right, so now we got the game. I I did it in this order, so this was the last game. Kansas State, Michigan State. I know you're rolling Sparty. I will be rooting for Sparty, but I think K-State's going to win. Yeah, um, I'm not going to. I do think it'll be a tight game. Just to not, I you know, I didn't pick, I had never said who I thought was going to win in any of them. I thought it was a toss-up, and I'm not going to do it here just because, um, just because to keep, you know, keep yeah. superstitions at a low. Um, but I like the matchup here for both teams. Yeah. You know, Michigan State does have, you know, 6'11 or something, Mati Sissoko. Um, and if he can turn it on, it'll be good for them. But Kansas State, as you said, has... Um, Noel, or however you say yeah, it, Noel. Noel, and, Noel is yeah. really good. And so it'll be an interesting matchup if uh, if Sparty can defend and if you know Kansas State can score. Yeah, we'll, we'll see, see if the lights are too big for old K-State at Madison Square Garden. Right, Michigan State, I think, is one of the... They're going to travel well. It's a lot easier to get from East Lansing to New York than it is well, from Manhattan, Kansas, to the, the other New York Manhattan. Spartans, I'm pretty sure the New York Spartans are uh, a very active alumni group. Um, oh, okay. Because when they played, uh, there was a lot of fans at MSG when they played them when they played Rutgers there. There was obviously more Rutgers fans still, but... Um, you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's surprising. I mean, Rutgers, this was their basketball year, and then they didn't even make the tournament. So. Yeah, they kind of got gypped, but then they lose they the did. first round of the NIT. So it's like, yeah, okay. Uh, but, yeah, no, I get that. Uh, so it'll be an exciting weekend here. Sweet 16. It's fun. It will absolutely be. And uh, it starts in just an, an hour from recording this. Yeah, so you know uh, what uh, Sweet 16 means. 
What's that, Tanner? 14 days from today. First round <laughs> at Augusta. Oh, oh, let's go. You want to talk about the dream job. It has to be Jim Nance. He does all of March Madness, and then the following weekend he goes down to Augusta to do the Masters. What a five-week stretch. And then he probably takes three weeks off and goes on vacation. Right. <laughs> Just horrible. <laughs> Just horrible. Oh, my God. What a, what no, a lucky he was, guy. Uh, yeah, he was uh, – I can't remember. Oh, it was uh, the – Somebody told me that they saw him and they said that he looked tired. And I was like, well, he's an old man and he's doing like everything that everybody wants to do. Yeah, so I he, don't, he's, I don't this is his last NCAA tournament. Yeah. I think he'll do the Masters till he dies. Um, and he, I, I think that he's going to – he's sick of Tony Romo. Um, and, and so I don't know how much longer he's going to do the CBS football. But we'll see. I think he is good at football. No, but he does have the greatest job in the world doing oh. all these things, especially the Masters. Hello, friends. I mean, know. right. Whole, he gets to hand out the holes. green jacket. Like, what other sport does the play-by-play guy get to do? I mean, <laughs> Terry Bradshaw gets to give out the Super Bowl, but like, it's not even close to the same thing, in my opinion. No, I, I don't think so either. Like, Terry <laughs> so Bradshaw cool. is not the play-by-play guy, too. Well, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, that's the only other yeah. one I can even come up with where it's like, because, right. you know, it's Adam Silver, it's Gary Batman, Rob Manfred, you know, all of those guys. Like, everybody hates Goodell so much he's not even allowed to give out the trophy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just getting a new contract this week or something. Yeah, he is actually good at his job. So, I think. Yeah. I think he is. He, he, he has a good balance of player and owner kind of points. I think the bigger problem with the NFL is the owners themselves. So, Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of problems with everybody. So, I did see that Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts, tweeted out the mm-hmm. South Park video of the NFL owners. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that episode. No, um, I'm not a South Park watcher. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a terrific one, and it was all about how stupid Dan Snyder is, and he just tweeted it out, and so that was pretty funny. Um <laughs> So I did mention I wanted to talk about the West Virginia women's basketball team for a second. Just one quick second. Okay. Uh, the head coach, Don Plitz-White, is now the head coach of the University of Minnesota. So you will see her uh, at huh. some point, I'm sure. Uh, she's a very good coach as far as basketball goes. Uh, but very, very odd. She got hired last April. Did not ride the bus back with the team is what's being reported. After the loss to Arizona in the first round of the NCAA tournament from College Park, Maryland, which is three hours from here, did not ride the bus back, handed in her resignation Saturday morning. They played on Friday. Did not tell her team. Is all, This is all reporting. I'm not saying this is true fact. Um, and the team found out on social media. Uh, among wow. other, other things that have been said, those are some of the more prominent things, I think. And that's just very odd and, and not great. Um, you know, there's a lot of speculation about it. I don't really know, and I'm not going to say stuff that I've heard off the record either. Um, but I, I've heard some other things too. So it seems like uh, the team could end up winding up better from this. But she is a good coach, and I don't have a doubt about that. She's done some things which are interesting, in my opinion. Uh, the WVU athletic director, Ren Baker, did say he heard that Minnesota was interested before the team even went to the Big 12 tournament two weeks ago. Um, and, and so now the new athletic director, Mr. Ren Baker, uh, will be or currently is uh, doing his first coaching search here at West Virginia. He was hired in December. Uh-huh. And so now he's got a big gap to fill. And this is a time where you can't hesitate on coaching. So, right. And, and you've got to go hire the right person. So we'll see what they do. But just wanted to mention that really quickly. 
some wild stuff happening there, uh, and I'm sure more will come out about it. And women's basketball is an important sport, and I love it. And so I, I was a little sad to hear that at first, but the more I hear, it's like, oh, I, I guess she wasn't the best people person kind of thing. And yeah, maybe, maybe the team could be better off after that. But, again, a lot of that speculation, I'm not saying it's fact, but if it is true, then that that's definitely something where you kind of pause. Um Ethan, I know you can't really comment on this, but we've talked about how busy we are with baseball and softball. I wish we had a softball team here. Um, but football, spring football has started, and I know that's going to keep you busy as well, I think, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, spring game coming practice. up for you soon? Um, about a month sometime away? Sometime in April, I believe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you're going to be working with the team again, I think, right? Yes, yes. I will be doing video for the team. Uh Creative video, social media video. Keep um, chopping, baby. Let's go. Keep chopping, baby. We've I'm all in. Let's go, Sparty. Because, uh, you know, we're in a quarterback battle right now. Um, it's interesting. You got a quarterback yet? I don't even know if you can tell me that. Is oh, it going to be the same starter from last year, I guess, is my question? Well, all I know is that Coach Mel Tucker said in every press conference that there is an active quarterback battle between everybody on the all quarterbacks on the team. Okay, including including I would assume including, um, you know our walk on that we have. So I think that it's a toss up right now. Uh, I, um, it's slipping. Who was your quarterback last year? Peyton Thorne was the quarterback and, last and year, and he is back or no? He's still here. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so that, he's okay. Still here. All right. So that's interesting. Um, Ours is between uh, Garrett Green, who's returning for, I think, his senior year. Maybe his junior year. And then we've got the true sophomore, Nico Maricol, who I think should be the starter. Uh, he is the Arizona Player of the Year two years ago. Um, I don't know if you remember. There was a video, Sports Center Top Ten. It was number one. They were down eight. And he puked all over the football as he snapped it and threw a touchdown oh, to win the game. That guy. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. See, you know what I'm talking about. The, the lefty. I do. The lefty out yes. of Arizona. So I, I think that's who should be the starter for West Virginia. We'll see what happens. I will be uh, doing play-by-play for the spring game. That'll be right here on U92 The Moose. I don't know if that's quite been announced yet, but there you go. Um, that'll be an interesting broadcast to do because it's not really a football game. So <laughs> I've got to figure out how I'm going to do that. Right. Uh, probably have two guys on with me rather than just one. And it becomes less of a football game every year. Yeah, it becomes less and less as it progresses, too. Like I, I, I heard a one guy talking about how they were some one of the teams scored and they kicked nine extra points in a row uh, to to test the kicker. They moved him back five yards each time, all the way back to like a sixty yarder. <laughs> so it's like you know, all right, uh, Casey Leg, he's moving back to the forty this time to kick this PAT. Uh-huh. Now he's at the forty-five. He made that one too. Like you know, <laughs> just kind of some broadcast style. Like oh, okay, what are we, what are we gonna do here, man? You know. Right. But, uh, it's all fun. It's all fun. Anything else going on in your life you wanted to mention here real quick? We haven't done one of these because we've both been traveling so much, and we had spring yeah. break as well. How was your break, sir? My break was great. Went back to Columbus, Ohio. and Yeah, uh, I missed you. I know. I, I, Me as well. I wanted to see you this weekend, too, when I was back there, but I was not at, really at my house at all. No, and I uh, – well, I was uh, – Doing pinball tournament madness, so yeah. Pinball tournament madness. Yeah, you know that's what I do. I love the pinball. Good for you. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know our buddy Lawton Heinley, he's got a couple of them, and so I was mm. literally there for like eight hours a day playing pinball. It felt like it's probably wow. close to that. Um, there's nothing in life that like I literally will compare it to golf, to where it's like when you like dud a shot. That's how it feels playing pinball the entire time. You just constantly get angry, 
and like you just scream at the top of your lungs because you get so mad. This is something I've never heard of before. Because the ball just drains on you, and, and you know it's like a tease, and it's like I can't even say what I usually say. It's 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 not it's not FCC compliant. It's nothing like bad bad. It's just some cuss words. You know, it, it happens. It happens. Understandable. Uh, but no, we have I... like one of those uh, punching dummies set up, and you just go hit it to get that anger out real quick, and then you go back and you're like, oh, I'm gonna do good this round, and then you don't, and then you get mad again, and then you start going crazy and. Yeah, uh, that that was my spring break. I also played golf on the simulator, but no golf outside yet. I'm waiting. Yeah, I'm, I'm dying. Too. I'm my dying, man. I gotta get out. My there. roommate got some new clubs, and he has never played before. He got the Strata box set. Oh heck and, yeah! There uh, you go. That's a start, baby. It is a start, and so I'm so excited to take him out. He said he wouldn't go with me until he can hit a ball straight on the driving range. Well, that might be like, well, five buddy. years. Uh, that's what I was about to say. I was about to say, buddy, I'm not even there yet. Yeah. You just got to go out there and hit it and just keep whacking it until you get it close enough. Yeah, that that's right. Uh, but, but I'm uh, excited to go back out there. I think it's a little wet right now. But oh, it definitely is. Course is reopening, so. Yeah, what what else did you do on break? Anything? Did you, nothing really? It, nothing it was really. nice to kind of just sit there. It was. It's been a busy semester. It's been yeah. a hard semester. You know, as a college kid, you go home, you have like 15 doctor's appointments, I feel like, every break and <laughs> right. all of that stuff. And then, you know, you got to see some people and whatever. But, like, it's funny for me. Uh, my little brother, Tuck, was at the Nationals for swimming. So mm-hmm. I went home, and my mom and him were not at home. So I literally just went home, and nobody was there, mm. which was kind of interesting. And that was, you know, all right, fine, okay. Yeah, that is always strange. Is what it is. I don't know. Sure. But uh, is what it is, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to get back out there soon. Uh, when, when are you done at school? You got, what, five weeks now? Because this week like has that. just flown by for me. No, me too. I mean, I've been I've, – I came back for three days after spring break and had to go to Columbus, back to Columbus. You know, if it was anywhere else, it probably would have felt like, you know, would have stayed in the hotel or whatever. But, you know, back in the hometown, which I was eternally grateful for just to see that atmosphere. Yeah, that would have been um, – that, that had been just great. And then it was, it was. And then, you know, we on go to the Spartan Sports Report and uh, tell everybody listening and for you, Tanner. And uh, I was anchoring the desk this week. It was our show was posted on Wednesday. There you go. And my uh, friend that I was with, Jason Laplow, did a great job. He made an incredible package on just what the atmosphere was, especially with all the Spartan fans there. That's so I have to see that. Some uh, sausages and some bratwursts and beers are featured in the package. So. Go ahead and check that out, but um, yeah, down there at Nationwide, the cannon blast—that's a—that's a—that's a solid. I know they took, they took the cannon out. They took the cannon out in Nationwide for the game. They should have fired was, that thing at tip-off and stuff, man. Come on! I wanted just to—it should have just stayed there. And I you could have done all your stand-up right there. Uh, exactly. I walked out to the platform and I was like, "Well, this is where the cannon usually is," and they were like, "Cannon," and I was like, "Yeah, hell yeah, a cannon. That's right, baby. Welcome exactly. to Columbus. March exactly. with us, Union Blue, baby." Yes, God. sir. I can't wait to be back in the playoffs. It sucks. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, just have a competent team. Um, I mean, Ethan, I it's never happened. The Jackets are the most unsuccessful franchise of the last 23 years in, uh, in all of sports. It's fine. Yeah. You, you chose some hell of teams to root for. Uh, eight days, opening day. You excited for I that? I didn't choose. I didn't choose. I'm very excited. <laughs> I was I was born into this. Yeah. Um I'm very excited. Yes. Yeah, um, to go win forty five games. How many what's the over under? Fifty? You're taking the over under for the Cincinnati Reds. Probably the under. I don't know. Maybe they'll make I don't know. One team's gotta make a run. 
that has nobody and somehow does good. And, it, it ain't going to be Cincinnati. Why not pal. us? It ain't going to be. It ain't going to be. Stop us? it. Stop it. Why not us? Joey Votto said he's going to get abducted by aliens. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know. Joey Votto's great. He's not on. He knows what he's doing. He's not on the Aaron Rodgers level of like Joe Rogan experience. All right. But he. I are, think, are you I, home this summer? Yes. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to just go to crew games then. <laughs> yeah, I still haven't been to my first one. I've been to you know for the women's tournament this year. I went to uh, Lower Dot Com Field. Still have not been for a crew game, but I cannot wait for my first crew game there. My first crew game in general. I never went in historic Crew Stadium, so I'm very excited. We'll have to do that. We'll have to go to a few Clippers games. Yeah, Valero and, uh, night. That's the best night of the year. Come on. Yeah, absolutely. Friday night, El Vaquero Nachos, five bucks. I think I think ten cent beer, or sorry, ten cent hot dog night actually might be um, rivaling that at the Clippers Stadium. I don't know. Yeah, the, the that's a fun night too. Uh, yeah, no, it'll be fun. So we'll, we'll we'll definitely be getting together this summer, having some fun. Uh, I'm glad yeah. you're doing well, buddy. We'll do one of these next week. Time continues to fly by, though. And, yes, so, it does. You know, it, it it has been what it has been, but uh, it's fun. Good luck to the Spartans tonight as they compete, and uh, yes, I, I will absolutely. be too. So, any final thoughts from you? Or are we done? I think I'm good. Sweet sixteen couldn't yeah. get any sweeter, and uh, looking forward to everything coming up. Sounds good. All right, this has been the Spartan Ear Podcast. We'll be back next week. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>